0: Well, we are in uh, Jeremiah 34 today. My my teaching. I don't know if you guys are keeping a folder. My I had to get a bigger three-ring binder. I went from a one inch to an inch and a half. So there's there's my pages. Because uh, because uh, I don't do mine front and back. I, I don't want to have to. No,
1: mine still fits in this
0: one. Your still fits in that one. Mm-hmm but anyway maybe at the end if you want a copy of all I I may try to put them all in one thing and be able to email so it's, it's good for me to have studied you know a whole book of the Bible and but anyway, today, there's only 22 chap- twenty-two verses in this chapter, so I took some liberty to talk about uh, Zedekiah and Nebuchadnezzar, so I kind of split out a little bit of a study here. But l- let's go ahead and look at uh, Jeremiah 34. And as you're turning there... Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about Israel, we talk about the restoration of the Jews, and uh, hello on Facebook. Have we got anybody on Facebook this morning? Yeah, there's a there's, like there's eight. Vetson's eight. on, Dottie, Marcy, Carol, Carol. Is Dottie? Dottie's on. So, Dottie, if you can hear me, I uh, hope you're feeling better. I keep meaning to call you and see how the... The COVID's going. I I really was concerned for you. At, at not not that you're old, but at your age, I know you're in that at-risk category. So hopefully you're rebounding, and it wasn't too serious. And I heard uh, Brian and Cameron were going to bring you some chicken noodle soup. So hopefully that warmed your heart and your soul and your belly. But uh, anyway, uh, Betson. Uh, Betson if you're listening I sent you an email um, because I, I'm kind of getting off Facebook for a little bit so don't don't try to get me through Facebook but maybe you can email me and look at your email and check that but uh, anyway uh, one, one of the things we do uh, as Bible believers we believe that God is not through with the nation of Israel. And uh, I was just reminded this week, you know, we pulled our military out of Afghanistan and we left a lot of our uh, machinery and gosh, I heard some numbers like 70,000 or maybe 700,000, you know, guns and It was like over a trillion dollars worth of equipment, and so we kind of gave some of Israel's enemies a lot of weapons, and so it was just uh, unfortunate the way we we made that. I don't really want to sound political, but uh, anyway, it's just... Uh, we want to be pro-Israel even uh, I feel like our, our country is maybe turning away and, and Zechariah talks about all nations will be against the Jews so that that's coming but anyway we're going to kind of get a running start at our chapter this week we're in uh, chapter 34 and I'm going to write something on the board but why don't somebody read verses 1, 2 and 3 Uh, Belinda, are you there? Jeremiah 34? It's good to see you, sister. Glad you're back. We missed you last night. And whatever you were going to cook, we missed that for sure.
1: (laughs) Jeremiah chapter 34, one Yeah. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, when Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and all of his army, and all the kingdoms of the earth, and his dominion, and all the people fought against Jerusalem and against all of the cities thereof, saying, Thus saith the Lord the God of Israel, Go and speak to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give the city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall burn it with fire. And thou shalt not escape out of his hand, but shalt surely be taken and delivered into his hand and eyes shall behold the
0: eyes of the king of Babylon and he shall speak with thee mouth to mouth and thou shalt go to Babylon alright well thank you so there's a prophecy there with uh, Jeremiah speaking to Zedekiah I think uh, Jeremiah is still in prison he was put there because of his uh, kind of prophecy against uh Basically saying Babylon is going to come and take you captive, and it angered the uh, leaders of the Jews, and so they put him in in jail. And I, I've put I've put this I put these kings up. These these are like the last five kings of Judah. Uh, we know Josiah was a good king, and uh, I'm thinking some some of these have different names, but. Uh, Shalom, Jehoiakim, Koniah, and then Zedekiah. <clears throat> and uh, what year did the Jews become a nation again? 1948. 1948 so. Mm-hmm. so, so what do we call this time here between the time of uh, Whenever Babylon took the Jews captive, up until 1948, does anybody remember what this is called? This time span? You should get a candy bar. So that is the times, and a lot of times, a lot of times, times is used for years, like time, times, and half a time. Uh, So these are the years of the Gentiles. And why do you think that is, Emmett? Why would they call it that?
2: Because the Gentiles had control of Jews.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the nation of Israel was really not a nation from about... uh, about uh, five eighty six all the way till uh, th- so this is BC before Christ and uh, and that's nineteen forty eight were you born in nineteen forty eight? 46. 46. So this happened in Emmett's lifetime. We won't ask Pam, but... So anyway, th- this is a, actually a phrase. In fact, let's let's look at our... Hold your place here and look at Luke chapter 21. Luke 21. <clears throat> so, some of you know... Uh, I didn't get saved till I was 31, but I did grow up in a church, so I, would, my mom took us three boys to church my whole life, and what I believe, I know I believe it to be true, but I also believe it by experience, it was a blessing to me to learn the stories of the Bible, and so part of the reason in this class we, as we're mentioning these dates we kind of say well what does that have to do with my relationship with Christ sometimes we have to learn the history before we can get to the application or the doctrine I really believe that if we learn the Bible historically because that, that kind of was the skeleton that I had, but when I got saved, so when I got saved, uh, God began to put meat on those bones and and it it really had, I feel like I learned truth quickly because when people said, well." The story of David and Goliath means this. I'm like I, that registered with me. Like I know that story, and so it, it just came alive once I got saved because I had the history. So, uh, in fact, uh, Belinda, why don't you read the Luke 21:24, since you read the other? Yeah. And they
1: shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away. Captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles
0: be fulfilled. Yeah, so there's a fulfilling of the time. And uh, I'm not saying that 1948 was necessarily the fulfillment. Really, the fulfillment will be, you know, when the rapture of the church happens, because it'll be complete, but. Uh, for sure, like Emmett was saying, uh, this was the last king. Just like. That's good. Kim. Well, no, it it was the last. No, he he wasn't really that good a king. He was the last king that Israel had, uh, because when they came back under like Zerubbabel. And uh, they were called governors. They were never called because Babylon was still in control, or I guess it was the Persians were in control. So the Jews were never a nation from 586 until 1948. Is what I'm saying there. They they never governed themselves. They were or they they were under. You know, when 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 Jesus was on trial, remember it was Pilate that the Roman. The Romans were in control whenever Christ was uh, born in his lifetime. So anyway, uh, let me just give you a little bit of information now about Zedekiah. If you want to look at your handout... Is that you? Okay. I was hoping it wasn't a fire alarm or something. I'm thinking, man, we need to go outside. Oh, wait a minute. It's a tornado. Maybe we shouldn't go outside. Uh, you know, the, the way I remember the difference between, at our work, between a fire alarm and a tornado alarm is uh, the fire alarm is continuous. Uh because fire is ongoing and tornadoes kind of touch down they skip so that the tornado is intermittent so that would have been a tornado that's how they taught us to remember the difference but uh, so uh, what what Belinda read the first three verses back in Jeremiah 34 and uh, I'm learning this some as I go so bear with me, but the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and he tells Jeremiah to speak to Zedekiah, so Jeremiah is our faithful man of God, he's the prophet of God, and he tells him to go tell Nebuchadnezzar, the uh, well, go tell Zedekiah that Nebuchadnezzar is going to overthrow Jerusalem and take them into captivity, and of course Zedekiah didn't really want to hear that, but on your handout I gave you And I wish I'd have put something different for this blank. I'll I'll tell you what I put, and then I'll tell you what you should put. Uh, Zedekiah was the last king of Judah before captivity, and his name means Jehovah is righteous, but he has been called the man who vacillated. Uh, That's what I read, but I I think what I want to put is he was a double-minded man. So he uh, just put that uh, Zedekiah was double-minded. If you got room for that in your blank, because he would hear Jeremiah, he's like, "Well, man, it does look like we're going to be taken captive." But then his pride would well up. He's like, "Well, no, we're the Jews, and this is our land. It's the promised land, and we we have to stay and fight." And so he really vacillated. He was double-minded.
1: How do you spell vacillated?
0: V A C I L L. A-T-E-D.
2: But it's Does that mean double-minded?
0: Well, vacillated means yeah, go back and forth. you kind of go back and forth. He's so, it, that be Yeah. He's, all of his ways. That's right, Belinda. So we don't want to be double-minded. We don't want to vacillate. We need to... So it was a confusing time for them and just like it's a little bit confusing time for us and so we want to draw near to the Lord. We we want to hear Him. We don't want to be double-minded and tossed to and fro like Melinda's saying. And uh, this Zedekiah, he was the son of Josiah. So he he was the son of this guy. And just to put a little perspective here, uh, Josiah... He reigned for thirty-one years. Uh, let me give me a little cheat sheet. And this guy Shalom, Sh- Shalem, he only reigned for three months—very, hmm. very short time. Now Jehoiakim, we're going to read about him, and he reigned for eleven years. And Coniah was only three months. And the, the Bible actually gives all these. It All these actually come from the Bible, so it's not just me. Not, and uh, Zedekiah was 11 years. So Steve was Josiah,
1: uh, he was a good...
0: Yeah, so Josiah, what, God got a hold of his heart, and uh, he uh, cast down a lot of... Uh, the high places, and he—I think he was one that cleansed the temple. But he served the Lord, and because his heart was right, uh, God uh, he held off. Let's see if I if I could give you this. Uh, two kings earlier was Hezekiah. I don't know if you can see that. And uh the one right after him was Manasseh. So so those are the two kings even before Josiah. And uh you know, Hezekiah was a good king, Manasseh or Manasseh was not a good king. And uh, then, and then Josiah, uh, he he got a vision for the Lord, and his heart was right and tender. And so, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, so, so King Nebuchadnezzar came right. Uh, it was about nineteen years. Nineteen years. <laughs> Was uh, Nebuchadnezzar. So, we're, we're going to actually see that here in a minute. Let, let's read the rest of these things about Zedekiah. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully, this is interesting to you. So, Zedekiah was the son of Josiah. So, his dad was this good king. So, you're you're right. I think I think three of these boy, three of these men were Josiah's son and one of them was his grandson so th- so anyway they, they are related here uh, Zedekiah was the son of Josiah by uh, Josiah's wife Hamad- Hamutel and he was placed on the throne by Nebuchadnezzar when he carried his nephew Jehoiakim in captivity so we're going to actually read that here in just a minute if you want to be turned to 2nd Kings you can that's what we're going to read and Zedekiah reigned 11 years and was the third son of Josiah to be the king his name was originally Madaniah so Zedekiah was Madaniah, so. I know that I know that gets confusing but when we read it it'll make sense uh, Jeremiah counseled Zedekiah to surrender the city to the Chaldeans earlier in Jeremiah. And Zedekiah rebelled against the Chaldeans and attempted to escape, but was overtaken and brought to Nebuchadnezzar, who slew his children and then blinded the king himself and sent him to Babylon. So uh, let's all turn to 2 Kings 24. And let, let me read this because this this is, you know, even though it's several books of the Bible earlier, this is the same people that we're talking about. So 2 Kings 24, verse 8. It says, Jehoiachin. <clears throat> was 18 years old when he began to reign and he reigned three months in Jerusalem three months so this Coniah is also Jehoiachin these are the same guy these are the same guy
2: is that the same with Jeconiah?
0: nope oh uh, well... Yeah, I thought he
1: Jeconiah. was the same as Jeconiah.
0: Yeah. It, it may be. Yeah, so he's it, got three names. He does have three. Okay, thank you. So, Those are
1: like Jewish names. Babylonian.
0: Yeah, I've seen some explanations. Uh, but it, it is the same person. Huh. Jehoiachin and Angie said Jeconiah. So thank you for, I think I put this in a previous lesson. I needed I was gonna look that up, but I didn't. But but let's read this here. So this Jehoiachin, he was eighteen years old, he began to reign in Jerusalem three months, and his mother was named Nehoshita, the daughter of Eliathan or El Nathan of Jerusalem, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. Now, verse 10. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. And And I think this is the second besieging. I think this is when... I think he came once here already and took Daniel captive. I think this is where he takes maybe... Uh, Ezekiel verse eleven and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came against the city, and his ner- his servants did besiege it, and Jehoiakim, the son of Ju- the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon, he and his mother and his servants and his princes and his officers, and the king of Babylon took him in the eighth year of his reign. And he carried out thence all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold which Solomon king of Israel made in the temple of the Lord and the Lord as the Lord had said. And he carried away all Jerusalem and all the princes and all the mighty men of valor even 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen and smiths, none remained save the poorest sort of the people of the land. And he carried away Jehoiachin to Babylon and the king's mother and the king's wives and his officers and the mighty of the land. Those carried he into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon And all the men of might, even 7,000, and craftsmen and smiths, a 1,000, all that were strong and apt for war, even among them the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon. And now verse 17, And the king of Babylon made Madaniah his father's Brother, king in his stead, and changed his name to Zedekiah. Does everybody see that? So that that's these two kings that we're talking about. <clears throat> Verse eighteen, and Zedekiah was twenty and one years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was uh, Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of uh, Libna. And uh, of course the next verse and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger for though through the anger of the Lord it came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah until he had cast them out from his presence that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So so Nebuchadnezzar made this guy king and changed his name from Mattaniah to Zedekiah. Uh, so anyway, that that fits with what we're, we're saying here in Jeremiah. And I, I wanted you to see all that. <clears throat> and now, we're going to read uh, 2 Kings 25. We're going to read the first 12 verses here. So... I think this is really interesting and 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 we'll we'll see these first twelve verses of the next chapter and it came to pass in the ninth month of his reign in the ninth year uh in the ninth year I better put my glasses on <laughs> that might help. it kind of gets uh blurry. <laughs> okay chapter 25 verse 1 and it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign in the tenth month in the tenth day of the month that Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came he and all his host against Jerusalem and pitched against it and they built forts against it round about so so Nebuchadnezzar had appointed Zedekiah he'd already taken all these 10,000 captives but now Zedekiah rebelled and he was, he was ready to fight so Nebuchadnezzar kind of had to take it again verse 2 the, and the city was besieged into the 11th year of King Zedekiah and on the ninth day of the 4th month the famine prevailed in the city and there was no bread for the people of the land and the city was broken up And all the men of war fled by night by the way of the gate between two walls which is by the king's garden. Now the Chaldeans, or now the Chaldees were against the city round about and the king went the way toward the plain. So so now Nebuchadnezzar had kind of starved them out and they were getting ready to capture and burn the temple and and so Zedekiah is going to take off running and trying to run away. <clears throat> verse, six, or verse 5, And the army of the Chaldees pursued after the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho, and all his army were scattered from him. So they took the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon to Riblah, and they gave judgment upon him and they slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him with fetters of brass and carried away, uh, carried him to Babylon verse 8 and in the fifth month on the seventh day of the month which is the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar so uh so yeah this is this is right at the end of babylon it 's the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon came. Uh, Zardan, that's the captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem. And he burnt the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem and every great man's house burned him with fire and all the army of the Chaldees that that were with the captain of the guard break down the walls of Jerusalem round about now, the rest of the people that were left of the city, and the f- fugitives that fell away to the king of Babylon with the remnant of the multitude did Nebudan captain of the guard, carry away, but the captain of the guard left the poor of the land to be vine dressers and husbandmen, so that is uh, kind of the conclusion uh that that was when they burned the temple that began the times of the gentiles that uh Emmett talked about <clears throat> uh, anyway any, any thoughts or questions about that <clears throat> why
1: was it so important to god that we have all these
0: yeah yeah
2: this certain
0: situation? no that's that's a good question because we have a lot less facts about creation and some of these other things, so all, all these things are important. I, I know it's kind of it te- The
1: consequences of obey God or yeah. disobey God. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: So, it's really when we read this, it's really not important to us to know the exact date or the exact
2: year. But sometimes, somewhere, somebody's going to find
0: something. Yeah, add Yeah, will be the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I, I read an article this week, or I read the headline. I, I need to go back and read it. That they're trying to use archaeology to question the authenticity of the Bible, and s- but, it matches up every but it matches up every time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, good
0: luck. Good luck with that. Anyway, th- this would be a good time. Uh, I need some volunteers. Chuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna use you as a vo- one of my volunteers. I need like three volunteers. Anybody else want to volunteer?
1: <laughs> what are we volunteering
0: for? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so Belinda, you're you're one of my volunteers now. Come up here. And Chuck, you're gonna you're gonna stand over here. And Belinda, you're going to be over here. Uh, Leo, do you want to be a volunteer? Uh, all right, Belinda, you be. We got to hold this book here. This is. That's all right. You can. So this is uh, the wall chart of world history. This is from Barnes and Noble. Jim, you've probably seen this, haven't you? Do you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I think it starts over here. Chuck, why don't you stand at the far? Uh, Leo, you get in the middle here. And Jim, you try to capture this on. All right, Chuck. So I think it's like 15 feet. So you may have to go a little bit more.
1: Maybe need another volunteer.
0: All right, go, go on that way a little bit. All
1: right.
0: So, uh, I don't know if you can see or hear, but Belinda, go one more, go all the way. So, what she has on the far left is the year 4000... So, this is Usher's chronology of world history, and it starts about 4004 B.C., uh, with Adam and Eve in the garden oh, my and these are like 100 year markers wow. so the, so this is like uh, and in the middle here it traces from Adam and his children and this is all the lineage of Christ all the way up to uh, right here where Leo's at is, is the crucifixion of Christ so there's 4,000 years of history recorded here and uh and it goes all the way up till almost the year two thousand where Chuck's at, and so there's some things about Einstein and Mother Teresa and Gandhi and uh j f k and maybe martin luther king so So there's some modern history here, but right about right about here where Leo's at is Nebuchadnezzar and uh up here is Daniel and Ezekiel, and right here is Jeremiah, and there's just a little a little word here Zedekiah is actually on here. I'm not seeing it right now anyway so so here you can kind of see where Solomon built his temple, and uh this is actually the temple of Diana was built back in here, but uh if you go down, right here is Nebuchadnezzar, it's like the head of gold, so I wanted you to see uh, the Tower of Babel, this is the founding of the the Babylonian Empire, and the nations that come out of there, and by the time you get here, King Nebuchadnezzar is the king of Babylon, and uh, after him is the Assyrian, so anyway, all of this is kind of documented, it's... It's uh, true biblically as as and you can you can read and learn read and learn a lot. But uh, anyway, it records the books of the Bible and when they were. Uh, I know Jim's got. Have you seen this before? You've probably seen it, haven't you, Pat? Or do you have one?
2: I have a circular.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've got that one too. But and there's another one like this out there. But. Is there any thoughts or questions, or I mean, I know you could spend a lot of time, but it, it was good for me just to see that what what we're teaching here, what we're reading about, is actually recorded, and it shows when the books, and uh, it actually traces Christ's genealogy. There's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, so the children of Israel, Egyptian bondage, and uh, all all that's. Uh, and you can see that uh Christ was he's the last in that line so there's 70 about 70 or uh i think it's through through uh Mary i think they record like 77 generations and through Joseph there's 66 generations so anyway 60 to 70 generations of People between Christ. So, anyway, thank you guys for volunteering. And uh, let's see if we can let's see if we can fold it back up. So it
1: isn't
2: seventy-seven a big number?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I haven't got that exactly, but uh, thank you, Belinda. Leo good job leo he was right at the time of christ anyway i wanted to kind of get a, a visual for kind of what we're talking about i mean we're we write these names big but they're really a small part really tight you know just a period of you know about 20 years in, in the bible but uh Anyway, uh, Jeremiah Jeremiah's on there. And I, I think it listed him as pre, uh, being a prophet for 41 years. And I think uh, Isaiah was a prophet for 62 years. So some of these guys just had really long uh, prophecies. And uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's all go back to Jeremiah now. And hopefully that was a little bit enlightening. And we are back to... uh, I don't know how well the people on Facebook could see that, but... Anyway, if somebody wants to borrow that book, I I think there may even be one in in our library you could check out. But maybe, maybe not. I think it's back there. It may be back there. All right, Jeremiah 34. I I want to give you this hint. Uh, Jeremiah 34... Uh, can somebody read verses uh, 6 and 7 for us? I wanted us to see these other two names that come up. Jeremiah 34, verses 6 and 7. Uh, Pam Anderson, you got that?
1: Then Jeremiah the prophet spake these words unto Zedekiah, king of Judah and Jerusalem. When the king of Babylon's army fought against Jerusalem and against all the cities of Judah that were left... Against
2: Lachish and against
1: whatever that means, and for these defended the cities, the For these defense cities remain of the cities of
0: Judah. Yeah, yes, so I want us to see these two names of Lachish and. Aska, whatever that is like you said Uh, the thing I read about that is they were kind of to the south of Judah because the Egyptians are we're going to see Egypt come up in the book of Jeremiah and so uh, Nebuchadnezzar kind of had to go down and take care of these two cities and it allowed Zedekiah to kind of fortify himself a little bit you know, after after Coniah and uh, Jehoiachin, they, they were defeated. So anyway, uh, Egypt plays a part here in, in the book of Jeremiah. We'll hopefully uh, gain understanding of that. But Nebuchadnezzar had to kind of go down and fight these cities before he came back to defeat Jerusalem. Okay. My teaching point there was just the times of the Gentiles are at hand. And so, uh, that, that's the prophecy as, as soon as uh, Jeremiah is prophesying that Zedekiah and Jerusalem is going to go into captivity. And that starts the times of the Gentiles. So, in verses 8 through 11. <sighs> Pat, will you read 8 through 11 for us? I will try. Mm-hmm. I forgot my glasses
2: <laughs> okay 34 8 to 11 uh, yeah. it says this is the word that came into Jeremiah from the Lord after that the king Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people which were at Jerusalem to proclaim liberty unto them that every man should let him does it say, "Let his manservant yeah. and every man his maidservants, being a Hebrew or a Hebrewess, go free, and none should serve himself of them"? To wit, of a Jew his brother. Now, how, how far did
0: you say? Through eleven. Through eleven.
2: Now, when all the princes and all the and all the people which had enticed or entered into the covenant heard that everyone should let his manservant and everyone his maidservant go free, that none should serve themselves of them any more. Then they obeyed and let them go. But afterward, they turned and caused the servants and the handmaids whom they had let go free to return and brought them into subjection for servants and for handmaids
0: yeah so this this seems kind of like an odd thing to p- throw in here in this story of history but uh, uh, Zedekiah makes this proclamation of liberty that, that's what I had you put in your blank there on your handout the proclamation of liberty but uh, as we're going to read the, the reason that the Lord recorded this is because essentially this is what uh, Israel did uh, to to God, God God had kind of made them free, but they they decided to go back into bondage. So uh, Zedekiah makes this proclamation that b- because this was actually under the law, is like every seven years you're supposed to let your servants go free. So so in other words, in in kind of our understanding, let's let's say Jim owed me a thousand dollars, but he he couldn't pay me a thousand dollars. Uh, that 's uh, what what debtors' prison became it's like okay you can 't pay me the money, so you owe me a thousand dollars, you should probably be my servant for about six months for that or whatever, and so I would put him under bondage until he kind of worked out what he owed me and that that 's what was going on so uh, zedekiah is saying you know we 're under we 're under uh, we 're under we 're being besieged we 're getting ready to the enemy's coming uh, all the servants can go free you know you don't have to cook for me anymore you don't have to work for me anymore well they did that well then it got to be a few weeks later it's like now I'm hungry I need some work done jim you still owe me that money (laughs) so now you got to be my servant so they kind of reneged they that kind of went back on their word to let him go free and essentially that's what. so god's given them a picture here of what they've done to him basically and what i've seen there this double-minded king is like we're letting you go no no you're not really let go you're not free and so my kind of what my teaching point there is it's important who we align our lives with in in essence the people kind of became like the king the king vacillated now the people are vacillated they, they kind of become double minded so it's important who our friends are it's important who we align our lives with so that was my teaching point there because uh, we want we want friends that are going to lift us up because uh, you know, this is especially true in uh, the drugs and alcohol world. I mean, misery loves company, they say, right? And uh, our friends can pull us back into to bad habits. So it's it's important. Uh, and and I, I've given this illustration. I don't know if any of you have ever had to kind of cut off a friend or break a relationship Um mm-hmm. i well, I'll give you uh my dad actually made me break up with a girlfriend one time and uh you know it, it turned out he he was right and and I'm glad now because I mean I, I met angie and and the rest is history but anyway that that was hard but I guess my dad could see something that maybe I couldn't see you know about this girl's family or about her. So, uh anyway, um but I know I know I've had to do that with a friend, a friend of mine I used to go to church with. He he just became like almost a devil worshipper. It was just finally a time that I just had to, you know, that's not the way my life's going. So ever t- to this day when I go visit my dad, my friend lives about a mile down the road. I just don't ever stop and see. I just it's not healthy for me and so it may not be healthy for you to So so those are hard decisions. Just a childhood friend of mine that I'm like, you know, not not a good influence. Um So this uh, the last this last section of is about Judah's broken covenant. So just like uh, just like the people broke the covenant of freedom with their servants, this is the very thing that uh, led the people into captivity. They broke their covenant with God. I'm trying to think how much of this to read. We've got... uh, Let's go down to verse uh, 21 and 22. Let's see. I'm I'm trying to think how much... Actually, let let me read verses 17 through 20 because this is kind of weird... 17-20. 17 through 20 Therefore thus saith the Lord Ye have not hearkened to me in proclaiming liberty every one to his brother and every man to his neighbor Behold I proclaim a liberty for you saith the Lord to the sword to the pestilence and to the famine and I will make you to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth, and I will give the men that have transgressed my covenant, which have not performed the words of the covenant which they have made before me, when they cut the calf in twain and passed between the parts thereof. Now uh, I'm going to stop right there. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys remember the story, but when when God made a covenant with uh, Abraham about uh, making his seed as the sand of the seashore and the stars of the heaven. Do you guys remember a story where I think they, they cut a bird in half and and they walked between it? So uh, th- think about this. I've heard this, and uh, maybe maybe you can tell me if it's true, but all the covenants of the Bible are made with blood and we, we know that the crucifixion of Christ you know began a covenant uh, of the church age and that but even the like the Adamic covenant that you covered Jim they say that you know God took a rib out of Adam and made the woman and, and that would have caused a blood and uh the covenant of uh, the, uh, the age of promise with Abraham, God promised him his, his seed. So uh, Abraham uh, cut the animal and 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 walked between. So he, here, you know, even you know, with Moses and the death of the firstborn, begin the, the Old Testament law, the covenant of the law. It was with the blood of a lamb, right? And so, anyway, that that's what it's a reference here to in verse 19. At the end of it, it says, All the people of the land which passed between the parts of the calf. So, they, they, there was this cutting of a calf and walking between it. And uh, verse 20... I will even give them into the land of their enemy or into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of them that seek their life and their dead bodies shall be for meat unto the fowls of heaven and to the beasts of the earth. <clears throat> and you know that that's a reference even to the second coming there even. I just now am seeing that. Because in our New Testament it talks about where the the, the eagles are gathered together and the, to feed on the the bodies. That's at the end of uh, the Battle of Armageddon, uh, verse twenty one. And Zedekiah, the king, or Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his princes, will I give into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of them that seek their life and into the hand of the king of Babylon's army which are gone up from you. Behold, I and look at verse 22. Behold, I will command, uh, saith the Lord, and cause them to return to this city and they shall fight against it and take it and burn it with fire and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without an inhabitant and so in your blank on your back of your handout God commands the word commands king of Babylon to return to Jerusalem and causes them to fight against it and to burn it and make it desolate so there's he commands and he causes <clears throat> and so uh, my teaching point here is is it's important the importance of keeping our word the word keeping and uh, let's all look at because c- what what happens is there, God had made this covenant with his people but they, they didn't obey it they didn't keep their word and so let's all look at Ezekiel. This is where I have my notes on this topic about keeping your word. Uh, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes. I think I said Ezekiel. Go to Ecclesiastes. It's back to the left a little bit. Chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. So Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Vanity of Yeah. Ed, why don't you read verses 4 and 5 here. Which one? Ecclesiastes 5, verses 4 and 5.
1: 5, 4 and 5. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he hath not pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than thou shouldest vow and not pay.
0: Amen. So... (coughs) I think there's just little nuances between like a covenant and a vow. But in Jeremiah, we're talking about a covenant. And God uh, was telling the Jews that they had not obeyed the covenant. They had broken the covenant. They hadn't lived up to their word. God God had kept his word. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but it always lets me down if somebody... Tells me they're going to do something and they don't. Do you ever? Okay, so everybody's shaking their head. I mean, there was a guy was supposed to come last night to our Christmas party. I mean, he told me that morning I'll be there. And uh, you know, so I do have to kind of change my expectations. But if if Jim or Pat or my wife say they're going to do something something would major be wrong if they don't do it because I know that they're good to their word right and so I I gave you some examples here we won't look up any of these others but uh, this is my understanding this covenant and vow and oath there's kind of different levels and I put that a covenant is from it's written, it's a written covenant from God to man and I don't know if all these are true but I'm trying to see, I'm trying to understand that the differences a vow can be verbal uh, from uh, man to God, even when you take your wedding vows, you're kind of you're not just promising the person that you're going to have and hold till death do you par but you're kind of vowing to god and it's it's kind of both you're you're promising this person but you're also promising god that and there i even put swearing out beside that swearing is kind of verbal from man to man like i I swear to you i'm going to do this or you make this promise to somebody And then an oath is written from man to man. So those are kind of some... I think they're very similar. And so forgive me if those are wrong. But those are just kind of my way of trying to understand a covenant, a vow, to swear, or an oath. So vow was... What
1: was that?
0: Vow. V-O-W. All right. So let's let's turn to Dan Daniel. This is where we'll finish at in Daniel chapter 4. I thought we'd just kind of finish our time talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar It's kind of a wild story about this guy. If you think about some of the most wicked people in the Bible, I give a message about this in in India and I don't know how well it translated but there's at least three wicked kings in the Bible and all three of these, well there's more of it, Ahab is one of them and at the end of his life he humbled and repented and uh, and, uh, another one is Manasseh Manasseh was one of the most evil kings that Israel, the Jews had and at the end of his life he humbled himself and I want us to see that about Nebuchadnezzar because Ahab and Manasseh were both Jews but this, this Nebuchadnezzar is a Gentile king so uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel 4 And this is, these six or seven verses here, let me read them, and we'll, we just got like three minutes here, so Daniel 4, I want you to hear this about Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel 4 verse 31. it says while the word was in the king's mouth there fell a voice from heaven saying O king Nebuchadnezzar to thee it is spoken the kingdom is departed from thee so this happens shortly after he takes Judah it happens like right here so this is like Daniel 4 right here right right uh right after they take so he he is like the king of the known world this is the world superpower in verse 32 And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times, like seven years, shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will." Verse 33, "...the same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his belly was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird's claws. And at the end of the days I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes." ...unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever... ...whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand, or say unto him, What doest thou? At the time... At the same time, my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. And verse 37, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. And so that's just an amazing... So... At the end of this, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was, you know, proud. Like, look at me! I captured God's people, and I, I destroyed His temple, and, and I did this, and I did that, and he was puffed up. And God said, "No, you're going to eat grass like an ox, and you're going to have feathers like a bird," and, uh, and so God, for seven years, God humbled this. Gentile king and at the end of that he, he gave praise and honor to the Lord and, and he humbled himself and so it's just wild that God can, circumstances of life can humble us can't they and, and it has uh, probably all of us so I just gave you some things about Nebuchadnezzar. I know we're out of time, and I gave you one last teaching point there that the kingdoms of this world are are become the kingdoms of our Lord, and so just like Nebuchadnezzar, like Ahab, and like Manasseh at the end they like, you know, God is God and and he's king and I'm not and they, they humble themselves and so uh we we would do well to humble ourselves and give the Lord all the glory he deserves. Amen. Amen. So uh you can read those things about Nebuchadnezzar on your own time. We could we could say a lot about uh a lot about all that but anyway God God used him to humble his people and God's going to restore his people and uh, let's have, let's have a word of prayer uh, Pat, Pat would you close us in prayer today brother
2: sure father thank you so much for your word that, that guides us and directs us lord thank you so much